Section 31 of Grey's Anatomy, Part 4. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Morgan Scorpion. Anatomy of the Human Body, Part 4 by Henry Grey. The Acoustic Nerve, the Glossopharyngeal Nerve. 5H, the Acoustic Nerve, Eighth Nerve. The acoustic nerve consists of two distinct sets of fibres which differ in their peripheral endings, central connections, functions, and time of medullation. It is soft in texture and devoid of neurolemma. Cochlear nerve. The cochlear nerve or root, the nerve of hearing, arises from bipolar cells in the spiral ganglion of the cochlea, situated near the inner edge of the osseous spiral lamina. The peripheral fibres pass to the organ of corti. The central ones pass down the modiolus and then through the foramina of the tractus spiralis foraminosus, or through the foramen centrale into the lateral or outer end of the internal auditory meatus. The nerve passes along the internal auditory meatus with the vestibular nerve and across the subarachnoid space, just above the flocculus, almost directly medialward toward the inferior peduncle, to terminate in the cochlear nucleus. The cochlear nerve is placed laterally to the vestibular root. Its fibres end in two nuclei. One, the accessory nucleus, lies immediately in front of the inferior peduncle. The other, the tuberculum acousticum, somewhat lateral to it. The stria medullaris, stria acousticae, are the axons of the cells of the tuberculum acousticum. They pass over the inferior peduncle and across the rhomboid fossa to the median sulcus. Here they dip into the substance of the pons, to end around the cells of the superior olivary nuclei of both sides. There are, however, other fibres, and these are both direct and crossed, which passed into the lateral lemniscus. The cells of the accessory nucleus give origin to fibres which run transversely in the pons and constitute the trapezium. Of the trapezoid fibres, some end around the cells of the superior olivary nucleus, or of the trapezoid nucleus of the same or opposite side, while others, crossed or uncrossed, pass directly into the lateral lemniscus. If the further connections of the cochlear nerve of one side, say the left, be considered, it is found that they lie lateral to the main sensory tract, the lemniscus, and are therefore termed the lateral lemniscus. The fibres comprising the left lateral lemniscus arise in the superior olivary and trapezoid nuclei of the same or opposite side, while others are the uninterrupted fibres already alluded to, and these are either crossed or uncrossed, the former being the axons of the cells of the right accessory nucleus or of the cells of the right tuberculum acousticum, while the latter are derived from the cells of the left nuclei. In the upper part of the lateral lemniscus there is a collection of nerve cells, the nucleus of the lateral lemniscus, around the cells of which some of the fibres arborize, and from the cells of which axons originate to continue upward this tract of the lateral lemniscus. The ultimate ending of the left lateral lemniscus is partly in the opposite medial geniculate body and partly in the inferior colliculi. From the cells of these bodies new fibres arise and ascend in the occipital part of the internal capsule to reach the posterior three-fifths of the left superior temporal gyrus and the transverse temporal gyri. Vestibular Nerve the vestibular nerve or root, the nerve of equilibration, arises from bipolar cells in the vestibular ganglion, 
ganglion of scarpa, which is situated in the upper part of the outer end of the internal auditory meatus. The peripheral fibres divide into three branches. The superior branch passes through the foramina in the area vestibularis superior, and ends in the utricle, and in the ampullae of the superior and lateral semicircular ducts. The fibres of the inferior branch traverse the foramina in the area vestibularis inferior, and end in the saccule. The posterior branch runs through the foramen singulare, and supplies the ampulla of the posterior semicircular duct. 5i. The glossopharyngeal nerve. Nervus glossopharyngeus. Ninth nerve. The glossopharyngeal nerve contains both motor and sensory fibres, and is distributed, as its name implies, to the tongue and pharynx. It is the nerve of ordinary sensation to the mucous membrane of the pharynx, fauces, and palatine tonsil, and the nerve of taste to the posterior part of the tongue. It is attached by three or four filaments to the upper part of the medulla oblongata, in the groove between the olive and the inferior peduncle. The sensory fibres arise from the cells of the superior and petrous ganglia, which are situated on the trunk of the nerve, and will be presently described. When traced into the medulla, some of the sensory fibres, probably sympathetic afferent, end by arborizing around the cells of the upper part of the nucleus, which lies between the ala cinerea in the lower part of the rhomboid fossa. Many of the fibres, probably the taste fibres, contribute to form a strand, named the fasciculus solitarius, which descends in the medulla oblongata. Associated with this strand are numerous nerve cells, and around these the fibres of the fasciculus end. The somatic sensory fibres, few in number, are said to join the spinal tract of the trigeminal nerve. The somatic motor fibres spring from the cells of the nucleus ambiguous, which lies some distance from the surface of the rhomboid fossa in the lateral part of the medulla, and is continuous below with the anterior grey column of the medulla spinalis. From this nucleus the fibres are first directed backward, and then they bend forward and lateralward to join the fibres of the sensory root. The nucleus ambiguous gives origin to the motor branches of the glossopharyngeal and vagus nerves, and to the cranial part of the accessory nerve. The sympathetic efferent fibres from the nucleus beneath the allocinorea, the dorsal nucleus, are probably both preganglionic motor fibres and preganglionic secretory fibres of the sympathetic system. The secretory fibres pass to the otic ganglion, and from it secondary neurons are distributed to the parotid gland. Some authors describe these fibres as arising from a distinct nucleus, the inferior salivatory nucleus, which lies near the dorsal nucleus. From the medulla oblongata, the glossopharyngeal nerve passes lateral wood across the flocculus and leaves the skull through the central part of the jugular foramen in a separate sheath of the dura mater, lateral to and in front of the vagus and accessory nerves. In its passage through the jugular foramen, it grooves the lower border of the petrous part of the temporal bone and, at its exit from the skull, passes forward between the internal jugular vein and internal carotid artery. It descends in front of the latter vessel, and beneath the styloid process and the muscles connected with it, to the lower border of the stylopharyngeus. It then curves forward, forming an arch on the side of the neck, and lying upon the stylopharyngeus and constrictor pharyngeus medius. Thence it passes under cover of the hyoglossus, and is finally distributed to the palatine tonsil, the mucous membrane of the fauces, and base of the tongue, and the mucous glands of the mouth. In passing through the jugular foramen, the nerve presents two ganglia, the superior and the petrous. The superior ganglion, ganglion superius, 
jugular ganglion, is situated in the upper part of the groove, in which the nerve is lodged during its passage through the jugular foramen. It is very small, and is usually regarded as a detached portion of the petrous ganglion. The petrous ganglion, ganglion petrosum, inferior ganglion, is larger than the superior, and is situated in a depression in the lower border of the petrous portion of the temporal bone. Branches of Communication The glossopharyngeal nerve communicates with the vagus, sympathetic, and facial. The branches to the vagus are two filaments which arise from the petrous ganglion, one passing to the auricular branch, and the other to the jugular ganglion of the vagus. The petrous ganglion is connected by a filament with the superior cervical ganglion of the sympathetic. The branch of communication with the facial perforates the posterior belly of the digastricus. It arises from the trunk of the glossopharyngeal below the petrous ganglion, and joins the facial just after the exit of that nerve from the stylomastoid foramen. Branches of Distribution The branches of distribution of the glossopharyngeal are the tympanic, carotid, pharyngeal, muscular, tonsillar, and lingual. The tympanic nerve, nervus tympanicus, nerve of Jacobson, arises from the petrous ganglion and ascends to the tympanic cavity through a small canal on the undersurface of the petrous portion of the temporal bone on the ridge which separates the carotid canal from the jugular fossa. In the tympanic cavity it divides into branches which form the tympanic plexus and are contained in grooves upon the surface of the promontory. This plexus gives off one, the lesser superficial petrosal nerve, two, a branch to join the greater superficial petrosal nerve, and three, branches to the tympanic cavity, all of which will be described in connection with the anatomy of the middle ear. The carotid branches, nervus carotico-tympanicus superior and nervus carotico-tympanicus inferior, descend along the trunk of the internal carotid artery as far as its origin, communicating with the pharyngeal branch of the vagus, and with the branches of the sympathetic. The pharyngeal branches, rami pharyngei, are three or four filaments which unite opposite the constrictor pharyngeus medius with the pharyngeal branches of the vagus and sympathetic to form the pharyngeal plexus. Branches from this plexus perforate the muscular coat of the pharynx and supply its muscles and mucous membrane. The muscular branch, ramus stylopharyngeus, is distributed to the stylopharyngeus. The tonsillar branches, rami tonsillaris, supply the palatine tonsil, forming around it a plexus from which filaments are distributed to the soft palatine fauces, where they communicate with the palatine nerves. The lingual branches, rami lingualis, are two in number. One supplies the papillae velate and the mucous membrane covering the base of the tongue. The other supplies the mucous membrane and follicular glands of the posterior part of the tongue and communicates with the lingual nerve. End of section number 31